This is a Soul Fire production. Hi, this is Kimberly Kleiman Lee, executive coach, performance consultant, and host of the Do I Dare podcast. If you're a leader who wants to inspire, empower, and raise the leadership bar, then you have come to the right place, my friend. Here you will get access to powerful yet practical solutions that elevate your performance and dissolve roadblocks. Do you dare to lead in a way that moves the needle and scales the impact? Then let's do it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Do I Dare podcast. I'm Kimberly Kleiman Lee, and this is the third in a three-part series of podcasts addressing meetings. If you missed the first or the second part of the series, I'd highly recommend you check those out. But just in case, here's a quick recap. In episode 14, we explored the many ways to assess your calendar and take back your time. In episode 15, I introduce you to the top five meetings creating calendar chaos for my clients these days. And in this episode, I'm going to share the scrappy but powerful meeting template that my clients are quickly adopting. This pragmatic tool will help you to construct meetings with outcomes, quite frankly, what most of our meetings should be striving for. Wouldn't it be nice to attend meetings where actions were captured and followed up on, where conflicts were resolved, plans were updated, and decisions were made? Now, if the meetings you've been attending as of late leave you scratching your head, this episode is for you. So let's dive in. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the one template I use to ensure a perfectly productive meeting. This template covers all the things, agendas, attendees, actions, archiving, and more. But here's my secret. I use Excel unconventionally to manage all of my meetings. One workbook with multiple tabs gives me everything I and my colleagues need to stay on track. Why Excel? Well, there's a few reasons for that. One, everybody has it and for the most part knows how to use it. I like to keep things simple and have all documentation in one place, preferably one file. And it helps everyone seek out the same one document or one file each week, meeting after meeting. Lastly, you can actually filter and search in Excel, which I find to be a bit easier than some of the other tools that are on the market these days. So here's how I set it up. And for those of you taking notes, you can simply listen and know that if you go to KimberlyKleimanLee.com forward slash meetings, you can download this template for yourself. Again, that's KimberlyKleimanLee.com forward slash meetings, and then download the template. So first, a couple assumptions. The template that I'm recommending here is really for reoccurring meetings or robust project meetings that have many different things to track or capture. And the tabs that you're going to see, of course, are customizable. These are the ones I recommend most of the time. And then at the very end of our um, podcast today, I'll give you a few other options you might want to consider. So tab one, that's the profile tab. This tab has the project team member names, their pictures, contact information, the role that they're going to play either on the team or in the meeting which we'll talk about in a bit in a more detail. Um, it will also have the dial-in details with our Teams or Zooms link, the dates and times of all of our meetings, and any links that can quickly get our team members connected to any stored documentation, like this particular file. The first tab is critical because it lays out how this group of individuals will interact with each other and the content over time. 
Now you shouldn't really need to update this particular tab very often. It's really there as a bit of a foundation and folks either new or old can go back and take a peek at the information as the meeting progresses. The second tab is the project charter. If the reason for gathering these individuals is due to a specific project, I'll typically have the project charter on the second tab to keep everybody focused on our scope, objectives, key stakeholders, timeline deliverables, and so forth. If this meeting is simply a repeat or recurring meeting, like a team meeting, for example, I might simply add the mission and vision statement to this tab. The third tab is the agenda tab. Now, if you've listened to previous episodes of the Do I Dare podcast, you'll know that I am a stickler for a decent agenda. Now, I'm not talking about Roman numeral numbered agendas with multi-layered components. I'm simply after a list of intentions with some sort of framework. When I worked in a corporate environment, it got to a point where um, I would either ask for an agenda or I'd simply refuse to attend meetings without agendas if I couldn't figure out what value I might add. The agenda is how you make meaning of how that time will be spent. And of course, how it's facilitated determines whether or not that meaning actually comes to fruition. But first things first. Now, I'm a consultant and I go after loose agendas as much as possible. More often than not, I find myself opening a call or a meeting by stating something like, so can we just take a minute to brainstorm what we'd like to cover on this call? I find that that's just enough to keep us focused and goal-oriented. The agenda tab displays the agendas associated with this recurring meeting. But unlike most agendas that are attached to the calendar meeting invites, the agenda tab is actually a build. With a rolling agenda or a build format, the latest agenda is always above the previous meeting's agenda so that you can ensure you build on that. You close out old details or you just refresh everyone's memory on the progress that's been made. Participants can simply scroll down to review previous meetings agendas if necessary and make sure that they're up to date and certainly on track. It's not pretty, but it is effective. Again, you can download the full template at KimberlyKlimanLee.com forward slash meetings. Now you can make the agenda tab as detailed as you want. My template simply has the date, the list of attendees, the topic, the speaker or the owner, and the outcome or decision. At the bottom of each agenda section, I have a space for announcements. These are those items that you want everyone to know, but you don't necessarily need to spend any time on them during the meeting. In this section, I put things like who's going to be out of the office in the upcoming week, or links to articles that might support our work, or industry conference dates that are coming up, or deadlines that are due. Updates from other meetings that might be of interest or announcements coming from a senior leader. Those sorts of things are perfect to just list, ensure people can read them, archive them, and then move on. For larger projects or recurring meetings or special meetings, I tend to have a very detailed outline. Now, you can certainly Google meeting agendas and get hundreds of templates. I'm going to simply share uh, the one that tends to work for me, especially for these reoccurring meetings. The next tab is for attendees. Now, you can certainly have this separate tab for attendees, or you can put this all in the profile tab that I mentioned earlier. Do whichever works for you. Regardless of where you make the list of attendees, just ensure that you've identified their role or their obligation to the meeting. Keep it simple. 
So are they a lead, a contributor, a decider, an influencer, an analyst, a facilitator, or do they manage the progress of the meeting? Everyone who attends should play a role, an active role. And if they don't, they probably don't need to be at the meeting. You can just send them the notes from the meetings via an email. The next tab is for actions. Now, the actions tab is one of the most critical tabs in the workbook. As you will see from the template, there's always a revision date in cell A1. The actions tab has several columns, status is first, where each action has a color code of red, yellow, or green, depending on the status of that particular action against the due date. Green, of course, is complete, yellow is in progress, red is overdue. The task or action itself is listed next with the owner or person responsible for the work getting done in the third column. Next, there's a column for notes where I usually write the status of an action or if there's additional help needed or the reason why an action was late or should be postponed. And lastly, I have the due date. Again, I review the actions at the beginning of each meeting to ensure that what we did or what we promised each other we would do is complete or updated. If needed, I'll move an action to a future agenda item if a discussion is warranted. Now, I've seen some folks use the actions list as their weekly agenda, and I might caution you against that. It's almost like focusing on the trees, but forgetting about the forest. You need the checks and balances to ensure that the details add up to the whole picture. The agenda is for the strategic conversations and decisions. The actions are what support that agenda. The next tab. Archiving. Now, you can just simply put a link to where you're going to archive, which is what I would recommend you do in the profile tab. But archiving is really all about where you're going to store the content that keeps your meetings moving. With the incredible technology at our fingertips today, we'd be remiss if we didn't have a singular location by which all of our project files could reside. I happen to be a fan of Box. But OneDrive, SharePoint, Dropbox all have very similar features and functions. Find a tool, if your organization doesn't already have one, that allows you to not only store files, but one that helps your team members to edit or interact in the same document at the same time. I've used Box for many years, and I love that I can open my agenda box note and have multiple team members adding agenda items, typing announcements, or creating notes to agenda items without me needing to ask. At the beginning of each meeting, I ask team members to type their name in the attendee line of the agenda just to get us used to adding and contributing to the same document from the very beginning of the meeting. This is an efficient way to ensure that all details are captured and a creative way to keep people engaged in the meeting. Depending on the nature of the meeting, the first agenda item might be a provocative or silly question asking for a response of those in attendance. I might have people then type their response in the line just below the statement to get them warmed up for the meeting. The archive, again, is the one-stop shop for your project team members. It's where they would find not only your meeting workbook, but all other supporting files for your project. Depending on the complexity involved in your project, you might assign one person to be the keeper of all of this content. Their job is to periodically cleanse outdated files, give access to new team members, or arrange the items uh, and make sure that they're posted in a timely manner. Now, there are other tabs you could add to your meeting uh, workbook. You could customize it based on what works for you and your team, of course. 
I've had a tab for scope, a communications plan, a stakeholders analysis worksheet, timelines and milestones, maybe a process map, resources list. I create the workbook based on the work and I recommend you do the same. Again, all of these recommendations are given to you in the hopes that they be kept simple and pragmatic. For those of you who have little to no structure to your meetings today, this might feel a bit heavy and perhaps leaning toward bureaucracy. I promise you with a few practice runs, you'll be amazed at how much more productive you and your team will be with this framework. Now, it's worth noting that the only way to make a system like this truly work is to ensure that all participants are well informed of your expectation and know how to actually use a template like this. Whether you're the lead or a participant, you can easily influence the other members of your meeting by explaining the benefits and introducing the template. Just ask if they're willing to try something new. And if after a month they don't see a benefit, just go back to the old way. I think it's worth the dare. Now, I hope this three-part series on meeting madness and reclaiming your calendar and your time was helpful. If so, I'd welcome your review on Apple Podcasts or a DM with your thoughts. Please share this series with your team or meeting members. I think it could be a terrific team development opportunity for you. Until next time, bye for now. Thanks again for listening to the Do I Dare podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. And we'd love to hear from you. DM us on Instagram or LinkedIn. Share a topic of interest or a struggle that's top of mind for you. We'll give you a shout out on a future podcast. And for more information about Do I Dare and all things leadership, visit KimberlyKlimanLee.com, sign up for our weekly newsletter, and stay tuned for exclusive content access to the tools and resources you need to lead.